Well, welcome to episode nine of Let's Ask an Expert, a show where a novice host, that's me, ask expert guests above average questions. I'm your host, Andrew Smith, and thank you for listening wherever you may be. If you want to follow along with the show on social media, I suggest you do so at Let's Ask an Expert Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, you can subscribe and listen to wherever expert podcasts can be found, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, other directories as well. Well, my guest at this time, very good friend of mine, friend of the show, as they say, going back to about, oh, I want to say, his memory's probably better than mine, maybe 2012? Yeah, 2012, 2013, actually, I think. Yeah. Um, And we met at Wright State University. Uh, For those listening, not familiar with the Dayton, Ohio area, very close, Dayton, Ohio, uh, near Fairborn, Ohio as well. Uh, He is an expert in weight loss. At one point in his life, he weighed over 420 pounds, but now, thanks to hard work, dedication, lots of sweat, and numerous post-run selfies, he has shed over 155 pounds and counting. And when he is not out there kicking ass, taking names, losing weight, and conquering life, he's also busy being one hell of a journalist for the EW Scripps Company. If you're looking for quality breaking news updates, as well as weather, sports commentary, go ahead and give this guy a follow at JJ Boggs. That's two G's, JJ B O G G S on Twitter, and at JJ underscore Boggs on Instagram. Please welcome to Let's Ask an Expert, my good buddy. Justin Boggs. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, doing good. Actually, went on one of those runs uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, and an update for you, I'm now minus uh, 166 pounds. Wow. So, yeah, lost a little bit I uh, since our my last little update. Uh, so, still, still maintaining a pretty good weight loss pace. Uh, I guess, uh, so to speak, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's been fun. Been 11 pounds, 11 pounds and 20 seconds. Unbelievable. <laughs> That'd be some sort of record. Don't disappear that, on us. That, that's, uh, that's like UFC, like, you know, trying to make, uh, making a weight limit a uh, day. Yeah. Well, that's, that's some dangerous stuff there. Those yeah. guys have to go through. Tell our audience, uh, where you're from originally and where <laughs> you currently reside. Okay. Uh, well, I'm uh, originally from Columbus, Ohio. grew grew up there, born and raised. Uh, spent my early adulthood years there. Uh, originally attended Ohio State. Uh, took a few years off of college. Uh, met my uh, eventually. Eventually, it w- she would be my wife, uh, my soon-to-be wife. Uh, she convinced me to come out to Dayton and uh, went to Wright State, where you and I became friends and. Spent lots of nights uh, writing sports articles and so forth for the student paper there. And then um, I've uh, now settled in. I'm in Butler County, Ohio, uh, just north of Cincinnati, uh, as you mentioned, working for the EW Scripps Company. Uh, We uh, have tons of TV stations across the uh, country, so I provide content for those those sites. But, yeah, I've been here for the last uh, four years, bought a home down here in Butler County and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, obviously I miss Columbus, but, uh, you know, being close to Cincinnati is pretty cool. Uh, grew up a Reds and Bengals fan, so get to be, uh, close to 
my uh, couple of my teams, which is nice. So hopefully I'll actually be able to go to a game sometime. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Well, isn't that the hope for uh, just about all of us? I would say. Well, I guess the Bengals I, I could go to. I, they've opened up some sta- some seats, but uh, yeah, eventually the the stadiums we open and we'll be back in our stadiums having fun again. In in due time. Yeah. Um, and in keeping with tradition. On the show, I invite all my guests on Let's Ask an Expert to enjoy a drink with me. It can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, whatever you prefer. Justin, what'd you end up going with today? Uh, I have a I have a Coke Zero. It's just kind of left over from lunch an hour ago. Uh, had some pot belly, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I'll be uh, drinking some Coke Zero Coke Zero along the way. And I guzzled my second cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> pre-show and i have some water oh actually this might be the most number of drinks in show history so coffee and that's down and then uh also we have a gatorade zero what we got here glacier freeze that's gone as well it's a mini bottle so it's it's just a 12 ouncer and then we got some uh some sam's club water so we got a lot um I, I have already peed for those ones. So. <laughs> this might be a short show if uh, <laughs> way things are going. And a good time is had by all. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's get into it, man. I mean, about a month ago, you you penned this this really excellent blog post. It's actually called a note on on Facebook, and I didn't even actually know that these things existed. Mainly because I guess just people, you know, post their status updates, but I, I liked, you know, I mean, it's very, it's very on brand for you as a journalist. I just, I liked the long form of it. It was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a nice, um, something, something different. And, you know, so you, you're talking about your weight loss story yep. and for those, uh, listening to this episode and not read it, I, I definitely encourage you to do so as you've shared that on Twitter. Yep. Um, in that blog post, you talked about many things and, and, and how you're able to completely change how you look and feel when you were growing up though. Did you did you struggle w- with weight uh, up until when you weighed your heaviest, or, or how did that how did that go? For yeah, you? Men- mentally, no, uh, never really, never really thought about it. To be truthful, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was always larger than people, but you know, I wasn't. Um, you know, I, I never really thought much about. It. I was pretty athletic. Um, you know, I I. I played tennis a ton. I played basketball a ton. Um, you know, I would get on my bicycle. Um, you know, I, I spent much of my teenage years, like I was definitely in my two hundreds, um, for almost my entire, you know, all my teenage years. So yeah, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't at like the size I was at when I got into my twenties, but, uh, and I, and I was athletic. So I, I, I guess I never really like felt like terribly overweight or anything. It, it wasn't really until, you know, I got into, it was even my second time in college, you know, after taking a few years off coming to Wright State, it wasn't really until then that I really even thought like mentally, like thought that I like this out of shape and this, this heavy. How did it feel when you got to that point of uh, 420 pounds or so, both, both physically and and mentally. Like, what what is it like walking mm-hmm. around and living and and doing life at that weight? Yeah, 
I think for the longest time, I just ignored it. I never like really weighed myself. I didn't, I, I it was one of those things. Like I wouldn't go to the doctor cause I sort of like would know what they would tell me. Like I, I just, it was one of those things that was just easier to ignore. Uh, like, yeah, I can live my life. I, you know, I'm not like I can, I can walk, I can, you know, sometimes, you know, not really run long distances, but I, you know, I never, I didn't really feel like too limited. Uh, but you know, as it got to a point where I think the size, my size was just, it got to a point where it was starting to drag me down. Uh, you know, I, I had trouble, um, managing just, you know, as I, as I said in that blog post, like, I think the, the, epiphany for me was last year, about a year, year and a half ago now, uh, going to Niagara Falls, trying to walk up, you know, there's a, there's a hill on the, uh, Ontario side of the falls, uh, that, you know, it's not, it's not like a mountain. It's not like going hiking or anything, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of an incline and, you know, just getting up there was such a, an exhausting challenge. And it, it was, it was sort of embarrassing. Like, you know, here I am struggling to get up this hill, um, you know, having to really like stop and catch my breath. And, and that was kind of like, for me, like, okay, this, some, something's wrong here. Like when you see others, like they're able to come up the hill they're, they're not having to stop for air. And I'm, I'm having that problem. Um, you know, that, that was, that was it for me. Was it, like, I mean, you know, you, you talk about that, that moment obviously being difficult for you. Did you, how much of it was how that made you feel versus what maybe you thought other people were thinking about how you felt or how you was? Yeah, I, I guess I never really thought about, I, I, I've never one really care what people think of me, you know? And I think you get used to that as a journalist, like you, you sort of have to have pretty thick skin to do the job. Uh, so, you know, I never, and you know, this from working with me, you know, like, you know, journalists almost kind of wear that as a badge of honor to sometimes, you know, not be liked. Uh, so yeah, I know, I know, I never really like the perception thing didn't really bother me too much, but, you know, eventually it, it got to a point where, you know, people were getting vocal, uh, about, my weight and and that's that's kind of when it was like hmm that 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 was a that was a little bit of a wake up call talk um, i'm gonna give you one of your favorite phrases in uh in questions talk about um <laughs> talk talk about uh some of the online feedback or, or fat yeah. shamers that you 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 faced um and, and this is of course again in in your uh, blog post yeah. or your your note um and and like the events surrounding that and and when you when you heard and, and read that stuff at a time you didn't think you would yeah i think the the surprising thing was when uh you know i had seen comments before ran, very random things here and there obviously covering things around the election there might be you know you know this look at this you know fat ass or whatever like yeah you you would see those things on twitter every so often but um, so it was actually, uh, the, the moment I, I discussed in the blog post was from last August, the, uh, Dayton mass shooting. Uh, and, you know, I cover a lot of national level stories. Uh, so 
even though this was only 20, 25 miles from my house, I mean, this, I was covering it for a national audience. Um, and, um, so, you know, going back earlier that day, uh, we had the El Paso mass shooting and I wasn't really planning on working that night, but I came on and helped our digital coverage that night. And then, you know, got the text in the middle of the night, one, two in the morning that, Hey, something's going down here in Dayton. And I started, uh, maybe I, uh, you know, I started tweeting about it and because there weren't many people up at two in the morning tweeting about what was going on in Dayton, uh, you know, people were retweeting it, that, that those tweets were getting a lot of attention. And uh, the response from a few was, you know, not about what was going on in Dayton, but, you know, my profile picture, you know, looking at my profile picture and seeing, you know, I have a big chubby face and, and people were reacting to that. And, and that, that was a little bit bothersome. Like, you know, we had this huge tragedy in, in Dayton and, the focus wasn't on, on that. The, 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 the tragedy to some people wasn't that some madman just in 30 seconds killed nine people and, you know, injured others. It was my chubby face that annoyed people. And, and that was a little bit bothersome for me. How did that, I mean, you mentioned already, but I mean, how did it make you feel? Like yeah. You, it, you know, again, it was, it was sort of easy to dismiss it, but it, it you know, I, I'll, I'll say this too. I, I'm not, I'm not an on-camera journalist. I don't, my stuff goes online. Um, I'm not female, obviously the, the women who work in this industry, I mean, they are so they, the venom that they face is unreal. Um, and it's, it's horrible. It's sickening. And what I face pales in comparison to what they face. So, you know, for most of them, I, I, I think for most everyone, I think it's just, it's easier to block, block out those, those haters, right? Uh, they're trolls. They're trying, they're trying to get a reaction. They're, they're, they're trying to provoke you. I, to be, I don't think they, they would care one way or another if they found out, they probably don't even remember tweeting at me that night to be, to be perfectly honest. Um, so and, and again, I, my epiphany, you know, the, the moment that I figured out that I needed to, to really change and do something came maybe a month or two before that. So, you know, it was sort of just piling on to things that I, I was starting to figure out. Well, and, and two, I, I mean, I imagine it's like, it's not the first time you've heard that from somebody. It's kind of like, it's like, I want to make, I want to, I want to do something better for myself yeah i think people will get behind and then it's kind of like you know those sorts of things can derail people i mean uh not necessarily weight loss although it's something i've been focusing on more lately because of Mm -hmm. uh side effects from medication i've been taking but anything like if if you need extra motivation to to get started on something and that that's difficult for you to to get going on and you hear something like that I know from my, my personal experience that can, a couple things like that can easily derail you. So yeah, like I commend you for, for powering through that, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's just like, it's still tough. Yeah. I I think, I think there's a, there's a, a mental side. I I think the toughest part of weight loss isn't the physical part. It definitely is the mental part and uh, using 
the the that sort of negative uh, response as a positive uh, is is really tough. Trying to take something that's a negative into a positive is always tough. And uh, I and I'm not saying that I I, I think I still would have gone down this route. I, I, I think the biggest thing for me was not necessarily having those haters out there trying to troll and, and prod and, you know, push me toward losing weight. I think what's been more sustaining, I think maybe they might've been what helped me get started with weight loss, but it's been definitely the positive response that has sort of sustained it. Like it wasn't just one of those things that I just tried for a few weeks and, kind of gave up on. And I think that that's what would have happened had I just had that negativity. But I think having the positivity, the uh, people around me cheering me on like, wow, you're, you're really doing this. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're doing such a good job. I think those are the people who really push me to keep going and, and keep me motivated. And, um, you know, doing that blog post, I never, I never really expected to be so open about, I, I, and, and part of it was because I wasn't doing this for those haters, right? Like I wasn't trying to lose weight because I wanted to show them anything. I, I really don't care what they think of me, but, and, and that's why I wasn't going to, um, be so open with it, but, you know, occasionally, you know, I was out at the gym and maybe would take a picture or just, you know, have pictures, you know, taken with family and people were starting to notice like, Hey, you're, you're really losing some weight. You're looking better. You're doing good. And that's kind of when I started like, you know, being a little more open about, about this process. Um, and, uh, I, it's been great because so I think it's, it's really inspired others to, to do the same and, and, and get out there and get active as well. Did it feel, I mean, did it feel like cathartic? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, and there were a few times where obviously it felt like, you know, I was ready to give, give up at times. And, you know, especially you look in the last, I've been doing this for about the last 13 months, um, you know, right in the middle of all this was the start of the pandemic. And I, that was a moment where it was, it was, it was sort of a, uh, it was, it was a fork in the road, right? Like, do I, do I keep going with what I'm doing or, you know, do I succumb to the stress of, of the situation? And I think already having those cheerleaders in my corner, like I, I, I think really, really helped me at that moment. Well, you, you hit on a number of things. Uh, <laughs> I want to like, uh, it's good. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a very organic kind of transition point into the, the, the work aspect of it, of, of putting in the miles and the sweat and all that kind of stuff. What were some of the things you first started doing, uh, to lose weight? Cause as we talked about already, like, no, I mean, probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, no way was it like in your head that like got to lose a hundred, 150 pounds. It's like, how do I get started on on day, like what did day one or even day zero, like before you're going to get started look like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what were you thinking about, like getting ready to start this kind of monumental task? Day, day, the first, I would say two months, it was a bit of a scattershot approach. Like I didn't have a strategy. Um, I, I, I really just had no discipline as far as, uh, 
sticking with a plan or, or f- even even having a plan, right? Like, not, let alone sticking with a plan, right? So, you know, last October, around the beginning of the month, late September, early October, my goal was just really to just get active. Uh, I, I started walking almost every day. Um, you know, the weather was was pretty nice. We had a little bit of a hot fall last year, if you don't remember. It was, a, it was quite warm and you know, it was nice to kind of get out and it was a good way to relieve stress. And I found myself like just, you know, not necessarily seeing that weight melt off right away, but, um, you know, the, the, just relieving stress was a, a huge benefit. I was finding I had more energy during the day and it was easier to tack, tackle tasks and, and, do just normal things. Uh, so that was my approach the first couple months. Uh, you know, I tried to be a little more cautious with the things I would eat. Uh, you know, I, before then probably would drink a couple of Coca-Colas every day. Uh, now I'm pretty much strictly either diet Coke or water. I don't really drink much else than that. Um, and so, that alone, you know, when we're talking about calories, you know, I'm probably eliminating four or 500 calories a day just from doing that. Uh, so that was sort of my early on approach. But then I think I realized I, I really, if I really want to make this stick, I need a plan. Did you, I mean, did you, uh, were you like a pen and paper guy or did you use like apps or what, what kind of like helped you organize all that stuff? To, to, so I, I did just a lot of reading, you know, just read a lot about, you know, all the different, and, and that's the thing, Andrew, I mean, there are so many diets out there. Uh, you know, done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much out there. There's there, I, to me that I think there's just too much information almost like there's just too much information out there. I you agree. know, everyone, yeah, everyone has their own theory on, on how to lose weight and, at the end of the day, you look, I, the thing I kept coming back to was all these doctors just keep saying, look, if you, if you, if you watch your calories and you, you exercise, you're going to be in good shape. And that was the thing I kept coming back to is, look, if I, if I keep, if I eat a normal amount of calories every day, you know, nothing that's too crazy and I exercise every day, I want to get there. And that was my plan. So, you know, I, I, I'm a pretty mathematical guy. I mean, I wasn't great at math, but I, you know, I, I understand numbers pretty well. And, you know, I can certainly add, subtract, divide, multiply, you know, I can do those things. And, you know, when I started learning about calorie deficits and how calorie deficits work, I'm like, all right, I think I have my plan. I've found, uh, that's like, what's helping me. We were talking about, uh, like apps and tools and that sort of thing um, is uh, my fitness pal um, <laughs> being able to like scan the food in and stuff yep. and to see like a breakdown and there's no, I mean like at worst case uh, if you can't find it, although the the library of stuff in there is, is so robust that I mean, <laughs> you likely you will um, if it has a UPC and most things do, but if you can't, like I just kind of ballpark things as close as I can. And it's like, at least it gives you an idea because yep. I've found, um, even though 
I'm I haven't had to or never uh, or I haven't needed to set out to, to lose the amount of weight you have. Like we all want to generally a lot of us want to feel better, look better, that sort of thing. So the goals are relative, but you maybe don't know how much of like your your macro breakdown or you just your sheer calorie intake. You may think like well, I'm eating pretty well. Yep. But if you really if you're really honest about it and you do kind of an itemized breakdown of it, you might be surprised. Were were you kind of surprised about like, you know, what what you were actually eating and what you kind of how you kind of reconciled that in your head as to like what you thought about it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, to get to to get to a point where you level off over 400 pounds, you're probably consuming close to at least 4000 calories a day. Um and I, I was always someone where, you know, let's say I went to like a cheesecake factory, which, you know, they have the endless options, right? You can go there. They've got the skinny licious menu, which has items that have five to 600 calories all the way up to, you know, things that have 2000 calories or even more. For just an entree too, right? For just, just one entree. Yeah. We're not, we're not even talking dessert at this point, right? The cheesecake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you go there and I was always someone who would look at the calories and would kind of take it with a, a, you know, I would, I would consider that in my dining choices. Like I would not go for the items that had 2000 calories. I would maybe find something kind of more toward the middle. Cause I knew like, Hey, those probably aren't things I should be eating. But, uh, when you, when you break things down, you, you realize when you start adding things up, when you start going back and thinking about all the little decisions, you know, like, you know, I might have a couple of cookies, you know, at lunch with my lunch. And then you, you know, might add some mayonnaise to your sandwich. And, uh, you know, maybe you might have a, a little bag of nuts later, even though, you know, nuts are supposed to be so, somewhat healthy, right? But you start adding all these things up. And you start realizing, well, that's, you know, a couple hundred calories here. You know, the mayonnaise is maybe a hundred calories, you know, some nuts might be three or 400. And these little decisions that you make throughout the day uh, really compile and they really add up. And I think that was kind of the, the wow moment for me was when I started counting calories and realizing how important those little decisions you make throughout the day really impact just your long-term. Because you think like, okay, not a big deal if I add a little bit of mayonnaise to a sandwich or, you know, have a couple of cookies. And and generally in a vacuum, no, it's probably, you know, grand scheme of things, no, it's not going to make a huge impact. But if you, if you keep making those decisions throughout the day, uh, those things do add up and they, they start compiling. Yeah. Well, I, that, I mean, that puts it perfectly too. And I, I think another thing is, um, there's the, I know from, from my experience and certainly probably other people feel this way too. There's the sort of like, I deserve it kind of, I had a hard day. Yeah. Uh, it's X it's so-and-so's birthday. <laughs> uh, I did a good job at work on Thursday on this on project, A, B, C, and D, whatever. There's there's a lot of like mini celebrations you can make out of not just birthday and anniversary, right? But like throughout the year, if you broke that down, it could be 20, 30 different things. And then again, like to your point, like well, if you look about, if you look at that, and you think like those are reasons to to eat some extra stuff, 
talking thousands of calories probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. So you start to realize, Hey, these, these small little decisions really do add up. And especially if you're not exercising and you're not staying active, uh, you know, that, that compounds things even more. Do you meal prep? No, I, I really don't. Um, I really don't. I, I, I'll say the biggest difference now compared to a year ago before I started calorie counting and, 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 and watching, uh, you know, sort of counting, you know, every single thing that I put into my mouth. Um, I, I do kind of maybe think about the beginning of the day, like, okay, what, what, what will my day look like? Like, am I going to have, like, are, are we planning on going out to eat later? Or am I, am I doing, am I going to a social event? Of course, now we're not really doing many of those, but you know, early on it was like, okay, do I, do I have a birthday party where I'm probably going to need to, you know, eat some cake or, you know, I do have to kind of, I do kind of think about my head, okay, what, what will my diet look like for the day? Um, and so I do put some thought into it going into each day. Um, and that does help because if I, let's say I go to a birthday party, like, let's say I'm going, you know, my, see my niece, uh, for her birthday, and I know that, okay, this is going to be an event where we're probably going to be eating pizza or cake, right? I know that everything else that I do for that day, I'm probably going to have to limit. So um, it, it makes things easier for me that way because I kind of see uh, eating as sort of an allowance, right? Like, okay, I can blow my allowance on, <laughs> on you know, something else, but then, you know, if I if I, if I eat this pizza and eat this cake, well, then I'm probably going to have to just mostly have vegetables for dinner. Like, uh, but, and that's okay. You know, it, it, it allows me to sort of live a sort of normal life. Like, Hey, I'm not like going to go to this birthday party and turn down all the food. Like I can still, I can still do my thing and do it in a way that I, I feel pretty healthy. And that's practical too. Cause I mean, People have those those life moments or those things, those uh, get togethers. I mean, as you said, like not as much now, but like pre-pandemic where it's like, you know, I'm, if I'm going to a, a house party or something, probably going to have junky snack food. And that's yep. OK. So long as you don't either a go way overboard or B, you've kind of allowed like in your food budget for the day to, you know, make room for that. Yep. You know, and like you know, last week we, we went out of town for a few days and, you know, I, I think one of the days, uh, I probably had, um, my most amount of calories, uh, that I've had during this whole time. I've, I've been limit, trying to limit myself to about 2000 a day. Sometimes I'll go a little over. Uh, I'm actually looking at my app last week. I had a day that I went up to 2,900, uh, which is, you know, by far the most I've had, uh, in a single day. Uh, in almost, in almost a year since last December. And, but on the flip side, I, I could justify that because I walked about 22,000 steps that day. (laughs) And, you know, I, I used, I used sort of the, you know, we talk about apps and stuff. I, I have the Fitbit app, which calculates, you know, your heart rate and the number of steps and, and all that information and it calculated that I had burned over 5,000 calories for the day, just from all the walking I did. And, 
and stuff. So, you know, I still burn, I still had a calorie deficit of actually about 2000 calories for the day. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're still at a net negative. I'm still well at a net. So it was still a product, you know, it's still a very productive day as far as, you know, trying to lose weight. Uh, and actually I probably needed that fuel to, you know, so I did, you know, drag the next day, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's how I guess I was able to justify having a, a few extra calories that day was because, you know, I, I, I put in that work to, to be able to eat that much. And two, like having, being able to have those extra meals, probably I would think gives you that satisfaction and extra motivation moving forward to have more quote unquote normal days where it's mm-hmm. just 2000, you know, cause I mean, we, you gotta, gotta have some fun, right? I mean, you yeah. gotta, you're on vacation too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, absolutely. You know, it can't just be strictly business all the time, but still you're, you're staying on, on, on task and on plan. I, that's, that's just awesome. Um, let's, let's close the main portion of the show with, with this, if there's people out there listening to this, they want to get into better shape. Uh, they want to eat a healthier diet. They want to lose weight or generally just want to feel and look uh, better about themselves. Whatever, whether that's 10, 20, 30, 50, hundred pounds, whatever, what, what would you say to them? Well, I, th- I think the biggest thing is find what works for you. Uh, you know, there's a, there, there are a lot of diets out there there there's a lot of information and to me i i think you just have to find a plan that works for you that you think you can stick with uh the one thing that i i hear a lot of people do they do these you know they do these 21 day challenges or they do these you know 28 day things and oh look I, i i'm able to lose 10 pounds and you know, two weeks, I, you know, you, you see all these different, different things out there. And I'm thinking, what, what's, what kind of lifestyle is that? Like, that just seems like you're, you're doing a yo-yo. Um, to what I, what I feel like I've done is I've, I've been able to stick with a lifestyle that I can live with. Like, I think finding, you know, eating enough calories and, and, and exercising on a regular basis, I think, I've been able to find a routine that, that works for me long-term. Like this isn't something that I can, I'll just give up after a month or three weeks or whatever. So I guess for me, that's what worked for other people. It might be different, but I think finding something that you can do in the long-term, finding a lifestyle that works for you and a diet that works for you that's healthy, I think is probably the best thing to, to go the, the best, the best way to get, move forward. Something that's sustainable and practical, yes. right? Yep. Absolutely. Not, you know, I, I've, I've read, I read, uh, someone, he said that he exercises every day. You know, he was someone who weighed like close to 300 pounds. I think he was in radio sports radio and he was talking about how, how he was able to lose all this weight in a year because he, he, he only ate like 1200 calories and he ate the very same meal every day for, for like six months. And I'm thinking, how long are you going to be able to do that for, <laughs> you know, like seriously, like you're, 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 a, you're a guy who's trying to live off 1200 calories a day for, 
you know, the rest of your life? Like, is that really going to be something practical? I, I highly doubt it, you know, like, uh, so I, and I, I'm curious where he is now, just because I just don't feel like that's a lifestyle you can sustain or you can stick with. Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm thinking like, that's gotta be next to nothing for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, a modest lunch and then whatever's left, which can't yeah. be much, right? Like maybe, uh, I mean, I guess it could, if you plan it right, maybe a six, hundred calorie dinner but still like yeah you're you're probably talking maybe a little bit of fruit for breakfast and maybe a a little bit of a lunch and a little bit of a dinner and that's about it like not much room for anything else yeah i i as i said i don't know how someone can stick with that sort of routine where they're eating the same thing every day and it's it's you know they're they're it's so restrictive that uh, you know I, i don't know about you i would i would I don't, I don't think I could go six months doing that, let alone doing that for year for many years. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing too, is we're talking about it being practical and sustainable. Uh, that seems like the margin of error is, is nil. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, I, I, with 1200, with 2000, there's wiggle room, right? I mean, but with 1200, like, Boy, you talk about your your caloric intake being under a microscope, right? Yeah, two thousand. You know, for me, I think that was like a, a magic number. Like it was like, okay, that's you know, you look at like the USDA recommendations for an average person, and that's it's about two thousand calories. Now, for for some people, it's it's going to be fewer calories, uh, and for maybe others, uh, it might be more. And actually, I think for me, it probably would be a little bit more. I'm a um, you know six one male, so and I'm you know, starting to become more active and so forth. So probably it would be maybe closer to 2,500, 2,600. But, um, you know, as, as you said, two, at 2000, there's a little bit of wiggle room and, and I think it's something that I can sustain for pretty much the rest of my life if, if I need to. Well, it's awesome what you've done and what you're doing. It's, it's very inspirational. Um, and I, you know, wish you all the best with it. And, and I, I just, I, I love, I love seeing it. I love, I love seeing the updates. I, I love having you come on and we're going to still do the bonus around here in a second, but I just want to say as the, as your friend, I mean, like it, it, uh, it warms my heart. It really does. Like I love when people go out and better themselves and, and do something that's tough to do, especially mentally. I mean, I, I, I know all about mental struggles with my mental health history, but you know, uh, it, 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 it was tough. I can tell. I mean, I, I haven't experienced it, but I, I could tell it, it's not easy, but I, I'm glad you enjoyed the process and you found something that works and you're bettering yourself for yourself and for your wife and, and for your family, yep. um, you know, first and foremost, not because, you know, you want to look better for a cultural norm or something like that. I mean, yep. you do want your pants to fit better and all that great but that's a part of it you know what i mean like i'm glad you're doing it for the right reasons so yeah i i i I definitely feel like i'm doing it for the right reasons and uh you know as i said i i I just the support that you know you and everyone else has uh has shown me it's it's been fantastic and um it's i i i've it's kept me motivated it's kept me going uh and I really have enjoyed the process. I think that's, that's the kind of thing. Like, I think everyone thinks like that, 
losing weights tough mentally but it, it it's 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 once you i i think for me it sort of almost became addictive in a way like uh and and i i think in a good way like it, it's been like well you know i've i go out for a run and i enjoy going out for the run i i i feel good after it i feel like you know i'm stronger i'm i'm healthier and then you know i share that and everyone's like yeah good job i think i'm going to go out for a run too and um you know i think that whole community of people cheering each other it's it's been fantastic and i'm you know i'm enjoying kind of the side benefits of like hey i'm actually able to go to the outlet mall and find clothes that fit you know clothes that fit me now you know like i i used to be relegated to the big and tall section and now i can you know walk into the under armor store and you know not have to pay an arm and a leg for you know the big and tall section and uh find clothes that actually fit me pretty well that you know it's a side benefit but one i enjoy (laughs) oh for sure yeah i i could see that being like the moment you notice that like you have a little cut here or something or your clothes fit and just lay a little bit differently that's when it's like ooh you know like this this is this that's the addictive feeling that's, yeah that's like i want to continue doing this yeah now it's been an expensive year for clothes <laughs> you know i went from like basically a 4x to an xl uh in in you know a year but uh you know i have clothes that i like now so they they fit pretty well and you know, it's given me a good excuse to go out and buy new clothes. So I can't complain too much. There you go. Awesome <laughs> stuff, man. All right, let's get on bonus round. Time for the bonus right. round. Let's ask an expert. Five questions, sometimes not always relating to my guest area of expertise. Okay. Uh, question one, you could run any distance road race in the United States. Where would it be and why? Ooh, uh, I, road race so i was just in california and um those streets just around la uh especially like santa monica area uh even going down like laguna beach um those that's a pretty cool area i i i think it would be fun maybe a a road race uh along the beach in california what about what about uh recreating the training montage from rocky three of frol- I mean, that's not a road race, but the frolicking in the ocean with uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> Sounds what- good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, what is your question two? What is your favorite cheat meal? Ooh, uh, man, I, 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 I think pizza probably, uh, you know, pizza definitely has a lot of calories in it. So I, I've been, tr- I try to avoid it, uh, but uh, you know, we have La Rosa's down here. Uh, they have a really good barbecue chicken pizza. I like, uh, Donato's. I also enjoy, um, they have a, a mariachi, like I got spicy chicken pizza. Very uh, good. yeah, uh, th- those are two of my favorite things. So I would say one of those two meals, uh, certainly pizza, but probably like more specifically one of those two pizzas. Okay. And, and keeping with, with, uh, good eating um or food that's that's good that's yeah. people like to eat uh question three and you're a columbus guy fill in the blank if you if you're ever in columbus make sure you stop in and grab a bite to eat at blank oh yeah i had to think about this one uh i would say schmitz the the german village uh restaurant uh that's you know it's obviously been featured on a number of shows um 
the the claim to fame there is the Bahama Mama, and uh, you know, I do you know the Bahama Mama, Andrew? I, I, I don't. I mean, I've been there. I, I've only been there once. Like I, I was okay. trying to remember, like their cream puffs, right? Like, their cream puffs are also certainly uh they're 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 definitely known for um it's like a half pound uh and it's it's very yeah you know a half pound cream puff it's it's you know about the size of your face uh yeah it's it's normally something like if you go you 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 split with someone but um their their claim to fame to me is the bahama mama uh, and they do sell them. Sometimes I'll find them, even though I, you know, live down here in Southwest Ohio, sometimes they'll, they'll have them in the, uh, refrigerator at, uh, at Kroger. And I'm always like, you know, I'm, I, I definitely get myself a pack, uh, you know, when they have them available. It's not, it's not often, but, uh, they do have them sometimes, but, uh, it's a, it's a spicy kind of smoked sausage, um, and I mean, it's, it, it's just delicious. It's, it's such a good meal. Um, you know, certainly Schmitz isn't like the, the fanciest place, you know, I couldn't, you know, t- tell someone, well, you know, you want to go to a Cameron Mitchell's restaurant or, um, you know, there's the refectory up on the North side. Like those are kind of sort of the more fancy, uh, you know, very special occasion type places. But, you know, if you're just visiting town, you're going to Columbus and just want something that's unique and something that's just delicious. I think the Schmitz Bahama Mama is probably the the best thing you'll find in Columbus. You won't find anywhere else. I'm sold. Go back <laughs> again. I even though yeah. I've been. I yeah. want to go back. Uh, question yeah, four. Sure. Question four. Uh, we talked about, you know, you're a journalist. Yeah. You've interviewed a number of, of, of people and, and some, uh, some athletes as well. Your favorite athlete to interview throughout your journalistic career? Uh, so a couple names that come to mind, believe it or not. Probably, unless you're a hardcore NHL or Columbus Blue Jackets fan, you probably don't remember them. But um, always enjoyed interviewing um, two guys, Jason Chimera and Manny Malhotra. Um, they, they were on the blue jackets roster about 10 years ago, just very good guys, uh, very community oriented, um, loved playing in Columbus. Uh, you know, they just were always just so approachable, good to talk to always made time. Um, so those are probably like my two, like just favorite guys to, to talk to in sports. Um, you know, and there, there's, I mean, I, I've interviewed lots of people. I mean, some high profile guys, obviously, but you know, um, it, it was always fun to like, have like kind of those personal connections with the players and, and, and coaches. And, and I think those were two guys you, you easily had those with. Um, and really that whole, you know, that era of blue jackets hockey, like they weren't the best team. I think they made the playoffs once in the three or four years that I covered them. Uh, but you know, they they were a good a good bunch of guys. I I just enjoyed um, talking to and interviewing back then. Question five: What is the weirdest news story you've ever had to write while working for Scripps? Okay, so you asked me this a little bit before the show, and uh, I I definitely had to think about this one. Uh, but the uh, so the story I wrote last year, uh, tw- uh, back in July, I think it was about, so there was a viral video of this chicken that just hopped off this plate. Uh, 
and it went, I mean, it went nuts. I'm sure maybe some of your listeners have seen this video, uh, you know, shared millions of times and <laughs> this, it, it didn't seem plausible, right? Like it just, you, you watch the thing and it looked like the thing was still alive. Like it was a piece of like chicken breast, right? Like that it was like a raw chicken breast that looked like, you know, you, you would get from, uh, like Kroger or, you know, one of the grocery stores and it just hops off the plate. And, uh, so I talked to like some folks, I think I, I talked to someone from like the USDA and I also talked to Ron McGill who, uh, you know, is well known from uh, the Dan Lebertard show. He is at zoo Miami. He, he answers lots of weird animal questions. So I, I thought he would definitely have some insight on this. And he, by the way, I mean, just a great guy to, you know, he got right back with me, uh, and, and gave me his two cents on it. But basically the answer that I got from everyone was improbable. Yes. Impossible. No, I guess they're, it is possible, and I, I didn't know this, but, you know, for some, like, muscles to, like, move hours after, like, an animal or a, a person dies, uh, that's a pretty common thing. But for it to move in the way that this piece of chicken did in this video, um, quite, quite improbable. Yeah, because, like, for anyone who, and I just saw the video for the pre-show <laughs> for the first time, uh, it didn't just, like flop over and fall off the table it went for like a walk <laughs> like that's the thing about it is it went it like strolled off the table basically it's not just like okay that maybe something bumped it or something. no no there were several it, it was a football move you know right. after it like it was definite one two possession yeah that ball is out you yeah know? that's a good way yeah that's a good way it was a football move yeah <laughs> So it, that's like the extra freaky part about it was like, what's going on here? Like it right. looked like a marionette almost, like someone was pulling strings. Yeah, and 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 I think that was kind of the thought was with this video was that like the odds that this was an authentic video of a chicken, you know, basically getting up and you know taking a few steps and then falling over. Or, I mean, and not just a whole chicken. We're talking like a, a piece of chicken. The odds of that happening, are, I mean, are, are of this video being authentic is is, is quite low. But uh, <laughs> and that was what these experts basically said was like, I mean, is it impossible? No, but I mean, very, very, very improbable. But you know, I did learn that hey, I mean, muscles do move, and you know, if you do see like you know, probably not going to see it like if you buy processed chicken from the store since it's been you know for a few days but you know like if you buy something maybe fresh from a farm uh i guess it's 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 actually possible for muscles to sort of twitch uh hours after a death and i i i really didn't know that until i did this story so um but definitely one of the more bizarre stories that was the one that came to mind i mean we we cover pretty much everything under the sun uh, bizarre things, politics, I mean, everything that you can think of. So, but that was, that was the first one that kind of came to mind was that video. That's a great, that's a great answer to that question. Um, all right. I, of course I give the last word on the show to uh, all my guests. You're no different. So whenever you're ready, go, go. Oh, for it. well, uh, again, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I, as I, I said to my friends, you know, I appreciate all the support. Uh, you know, I've, I think 
doing something that betters your your own health also you know you can really inspire others to do the same and uh you know obviously health is such an important thing i think many of us have uh up until this pandemic took health for granted and i think hopefully maybe one lesson that we should take from just this pandemic and everything we're going through is that you know health is something that is uh fleeting and you know having the ability, you know, we can't really necessarily control too much about, you know, whether we get sick or not, but, you know, we have a little bit of control over our weight and, and, and our physical uh, being. And I think, you know, for me, just being able to uh, have that control, I think has been really powerful. And, you know, as I said, I really appreciate all the support, everyone who's been pushing me forward and, and keeping me going through all this. Well, I, again, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, what you're doing is awesome and just keep crushing it, man. That's, that's what I'd say. Um, all right. Well, for my expert guest, Justin Boggs, I'm your host, Andrew Smith, and we will see you next time on Let's Ask an Expert. Mm-hmm.